everybody welcome back to another episode of the music biz weekly podcast brought to you by hypebot.com we encourage you to always head over to hypebot for all the latest news marketing tips Absolutely. everything that's going on in the music industry um i'm one of your two co-hosts michael brandvold and as always i'm joined by jay gilbert how you doing jay doing great thank you and uh as everybody can see we have a special guest joining us from the future yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, Mo, and and correct me if I get this wrong, Mo Jalo, right? That's good. That's good. good. Jalo. <laughs> That's good enough. Who's co-founder of Zimri Music is joining us from Sydney, Australia. So we're recording this. Jay and I are recording this on Thursday, October 5th at roughly 10.30 a.m. Mo's already... Friday, October sixth, four thirty a.m. He's getting ready for his weekend already. I'm, I'm, I'm in that zone. Yes, he's going to be able to tell us who won all the sports games, you know, today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, Mo, thank you so much for getting up so early, joining us from Australia. Um, I personally, I love Australia. I, I was over there years ago when kiss did their farewell tour and it's just such mm. a beautiful country i did i spent nine days in in melbourne and sydney and i mm. would go back in a second yeah it's a beautiful uh, beautiful part of the world um people complain sometimes that it's a bit too far from everywhere else but uh in terms of the uh, lifestyle climate and uh, the music scene which is uh, uh, quite a, an impressive music scene it's a great uh, great place to to be yeah great. you know and and I went there, was it 2001? So a 14-hour plane ride in 2001 was kind of brutal. In this day and mm. age, a 14-hour plane mm. ride is just loading up your iPad with a ton of movies yeah. and music yeah. and books. And, yeah, you're just still confined for 14 hours, but at least you got something to do. Yeah, exactly. Plug in your laptop. Exactly. So Mo is joining us to talk about a a topic that hopefully some of our listeners have started to see pop up in in articles and discussions and uh, it's it's a topic blockchain and we may have actually mentioned this jay in a past episode with one of our guests and i can't recall who it was yeah but we have talked about it and you're right the thing about blockchain i don't want anybody to get scared off it You know, everybody's afraid of things they don't understand. And I think uh, Mo can really help us demystify this a little bit. Um, Blockchain at its core is actually a very simple concept. But there is misconceptions about it. I've read articles pro. I've read articles con. I think what we need to do today, and and we've talked about this a little bit, is we want to do kind of an intro to blockchain just the very basics don't be afraid you know it's it's going to be okay let's talk through you know a little bit about what blockchain is and how it would relate to what you do as a musician you know an artist a manager whatever these are this is a technology that is growing it's becoming more popular and i think this conversation will kick off uh, a larger conversation about what blockchain is and how how it can relate to what you do. And and, and mm. Mo, Mo, before we get into what it is, can you give us mm. the the two minute who you are and and why you mm. are here talking about blockchain? Why why do yeah. you have the answers about what blockchain is? 
Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, my name is uh, Mo Jello. Um, so, co-founder of a music platform startup called Zimri Music, uh, based in Sydney, Australia. Uh, and we're using uh, elements of the blockchain and blockchain technology to solve some of the key problems for musicians around copyright evidence, uh, accurate payment of royalties, uh, live music performance, and and crowdfunding, how independent musicians are able to raise funds to for music production uh, and for getting on tour and, and such like, and also connecting with their fans in, in different innovative ways. Perfect. So let's let's just answer the basic question in the simplest, down-to-earth, <laughs> basic terms. What is blockchain? So blockchain, in a very plain terms is a globally distributed database or system of record which allows transactions to occur between two unrelated parties so that is blockchain at its core in a very simple uh, explanation so can you can you give us a real simple example of what that would mean to an artist how would an mm. artist you know, and and let and let's try and keep this in terms of artists who are the DIY artists. You don't have a major label. You're not on on mm. some major management company. You're doing this yourself. Mm. How would blockchain benefit them? How would they use blockchain? Yeah. So blockchain can benefit independent musicians in in a number of ways. Um, I would not to say that it's going to be the panacea for solving all. Uh, music problems but where we see it uh, being specific uh, of value is in the accurate recording of copyright information so being able to record the evidence of copy of copyright to your music and your productions onto a global distributed ledger or database which allows everyone to see the evidence of that copyright and everyone to recognize that evidence, the copyright evidence is yours, is a very powerful thing, which means that the evidence, copy, evidence of the copyright can't be um, changed or manipulated in any way because of this, the mechanisms of the blockchain allow information to be stored on top of each other, which means the previous records can't be changed. So that's one way we feel that uh, musicians can benefit from blockchain. The other evidence, other ways, is really around the use of what's called smart contracts, which allows musicians to set up automated contracts that pay whoever they want to pay from the sale of their music directly to those people in near enough real time. So having the issues of PROs and the payment of royalties that happen in months can be eliminated by having smart contracts with execute automatically to pay those royalties to those artists and whoever they want to pay in the music value chain of producing music. Right. So you're saying that this could help musicians in a couple of ways. One is they've got the correct metadata or the correct data about, let's say, the music that they record and release. So you know, all that basic information of, you know, who the writers are and the performers Correct. and all of that Publishing stuff. and everything. Exactly. Now yeah. it's all concise. It's it's correct. And that yeah. will help them to get paid properly, correct? 
Correct. Yes, that's sure. right. That's one of the biggest uh, issues at the moment in that the right information is stored in various the information about uh, musicians and their the, the 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 payments to them is stored in very different databases around the world in terms of music uh, companies and production companies, and that's there's no central collation of that information. So therefore, it's hard to know who should get paid what. Whereas on the blockchain, that information can be stored, and therefore the correct, as you said, the metadata can be stored correctly, and that will allow the efficient payment the correct payments to be paid to musicians. So so and, let, let let me ask you, Mo. So basically. You know, the concept of blockchain being a central database of accurate records that continually updates and keeps a history of those records. It, yep. I, I, I get that concept. How, mm-hmm. how do you, I mean, can, you've, you've got a startup that is working in blockchain. What if somebody else mm. is doing it? I mean, how do we know that there's only mm. one you know, and and I'm trying to ask the questions that an artist can ask. How do we know sure. that there's only one blockchain going on out there? What if some yep. other company says, "I'm starting a blockchain to do the same thing," and now yep. we're back to the problem of, well, now there's multiple databases trying to do the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Very good question. Um, you have a you have a situation where you have what's called private blockchains and public blockchains. So, public blockchain is uh, a blockchain that's been set up which allows information that everyone can have access to and can be shared amongst uh, everybody. It's a a permissionless uh, blockchain system. A permission or private blockchain is a blockchain system which is set up by a number of people or uh, a set number of people. We want to control how that information is shared amongst those participants. So... You have a situation where you could have a number of blockchains set up. So the one blockchain that we're working with is called Ethereum. Um, But the actual mechanics of information stored on the blockchain or various blockchains is the same in terms of a distribution of information across those nodes or computers in that blockchain. So what, and these are some of the things we're grappling with in terms of establishing a, a right blockchain that's going to cover the whole of the music industry. And those answers are still being worked through. And to your point about the fact that well, if you have several blockchains set up, which is the right one, we have to work towards establishing standards which set up the right blockchain that can be used across all the music industry. That, that, that's what I was, that's I guess where I was getting at is it sounds <laughs> like it's not there yet because again, blockchain is so new. I Correct. Mean, you know, this this is about the newest thing happening out there right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That there needs to be a standard blockchain that all organizations, all artists, will accept as the central de facto, de- yeah. de facto database that all information is going mm, in. Right. Otherwise, mm. if there isn't, it sort of defeats the whole point of blockchain. Are mm. there standards now? I mean, to start out. As far as the number of fields that are included, or what those fields mm-hmm. are, are mm-hmm. there what data is included? Ha, has it gotten to the point yet where there are standards and practices for kind of the basics of blockchain, or is that still being worked out? That's that's still being worked out, and there's a number of um, uh, organizations. Dot um, BC comes to mind who are grappling and looking at setting up standards that can be applied across 
the music industry. Um, these things are still being worked through, and and no one has the answers yet because they're still we're still for some people we're still in the test and phase learn of blockchain. It, and depending on wh which angle you're coming from in terms of the blockchain, so we're looking at independent music artists. Some startups are looking about looking at how you can move information from the record labels onto a blockchain. So it depends on which angle you're looking to, sure. to come at the problem uh, at. But yes, there's certain organizations looking at how we can create standards across the uh, the music industry. Can they can they speak to each other? Can if you have a let's say you have a private blockchain and then there's a mm. public blockchain, and you want to make your private blockchain communicate. Uh, with other blockchains, and this may be getting a little bit too deep in the weeds, but mm. and mm. so there's not a whole bunch of these um, distributed databases. Mm. Can they, with the way that they're built, can they communicate with each other? Correct. Yes, absolutely. And um, in terms of simple answers, yes. And we will we'll be looking that in terms of future developments of how you combine the public blockchain is what we're using to uh, address some of the issues for independent yeah. artists, but then combining that with a public, with a private blockchain and the uh, benefits of digital assets assertion using a private uh, blockchain combination. Is, is, I'm, I'm trying to put together an illustration in my head what this could be mm. similar to. Is, mm. it, is it accurate enough to say that the concept of what you're trying to do with blockchain could be similar to the concept of like, the DNS servers that control the internet, that there's multiple DNS servers around the world, obviously, but there's a standard that basically says you can update one DNS server and it propagates out and updates everybody else. Is is that sort of a con the concept? It, it's, it's, it, it's getting there, whereas you are, what you're saying is you'd have one source of that information which is then propagated to all the other um, computers or servers whereas blockchain is more about the cross-pollination of that information across various computers or what's so called not, nodes. Not, there's not necessarily going to be one central Correct. that distributes to everybody. Correct. Everybody Correct. That, that's out there distributes amongst themselves. So and, and it, so would that concept be more similar to, I don't know, something like what what we're using Skype, where Skype uses the bandwidth of all the p all the computers that are out there on mm. Skype. Mm. You know, is that it, it, it's it's a distributed concept? Correct. It's it's a it's a peer to peer right. Okay. Network. Peer to peer. So along the lines, yes, yeah, so along the lines of <clears throat> uh, the early Napster. And how Napster used a peer-to-peer -peer network, but obviously the issue there with Napster is that people are just sharing music and not getting, uh, you know, artists not getting rewarded for it. So it's a very similar concept in terms of peer-to-peer. But except I think the difference is, is once Napster, you know, was kind of shut down, all of the LimeWires and Kazaas popped up, and they, just like blockchain, had no central authority. No central Correct. server. Yes. Yes. You know, Whereas, one of the one. Yeah. I'm sorry. One one of the issues or problems with the the music industry has been you know getting paid for yep. your work and yep. there are you know there are tracks and albums on dsps uh, digital service providers that <clears throat> they haven't found the owners for or Correct. and i think 
correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't this solve a lot of that? Because now you would know exactly who owned what songs, who the co-writers were, who owned the copyrights, publishing, all of that. And then it's permanent in this kind of time stamped, you know, block in this chain. So you'll always know that you'll get paid for your work. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the fundamental uh, issues we're looking to address in terms of the music value chain. Uh, 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 currently, the artists tend to be at the end of that music value chain, <clears throat> and the percentage they get paid tends to be very small. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's so right. we're looking to uh, we're looking to address that and move that value chain more in the favour of the artists by by having the right information on a blockchain, which is immutable, which means that it's very it's very difficult to change that information because you want to change that information it has to be changed by all the computers in that blockchain so they're having the right information which yeah you bring up a very good point so what happens uh, if there's a there's a block that has publishing you know all of this this writer Mm -hmm. information all Mm -hmm. of this and if there you find down the road that there's a mistake can it be corrected there's mechanisms. There's mechanisms to allow you to do that. We've, you know, in terms of developing our platform, that's that's an, an issue we've looked at and wanted to to grapple with and to tackle. Um, but the basics and mechanics of the blockchain is that when you do store information, um, other information is, on, is then stored on top of it, which means it's very hard to then change that previous block of information. But that's the benefit in, the, in terms of that information is then. Um, is secure and everyone knows that information is the right information to pay the artists in the right way. So you've had a situation where, for example, if Facebook was hacked, all that information is then out in the wild, whereas blockchain allows a certain type of security, which prevents hacking situations to occur. Now in, in, in the concept of up adding information, updating information, can anybody do it? Do you have to have a registered approved account so that only the artist or their rights holder is allowed to do it? How do you verify that the source putting the information in is entitled to do that, has the rights to do that? That, that, that comes down to having an account. So when you set up an account on blockchain, you get basically what's called an addre- address. Um, and this maybe start going into the, the more the deeper technical aspects of, of blockchain. But you'll get to what's called an address. Um, and that address is unique to you. So there's, there's, there's pros and cons of having a situation where the person who posts information to the blockchain is just having an, an account. Um, but that account is unique to you, uh, and therefore, if you have an account with an address, it gives you the right then to then post information to the blockchain. But there's but, obviously pros and cons on that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I guess I'm still wondering, how do you know that the person who created that account and has that address is the, verified? Is, is verified? Accurate. Is the rights mm. holder who who you know? Let, let, let's be honest, through the history of music, there's always been disputes amongst songwriters that somebody claimed they, they wrote this song when it was never credited. Well, what if the person making the claim jumps in and creates the blockchain account before the artist does and says, I'm the songwriter, 
and therefore I get paid everything. And mm. now there's a dispute between the person who created the account and owns the address mm. and mm. the the artist. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yep. How yep. do you, how no, do you, absolutely. you know is there absolutely. is there a I don't know, is there a governing agency? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a very good point you raise, uh, and these are some of the things we're 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 grappling, we're, we're tack, uh, looking to tackle. Um, I wouldn't say we've solved those issues right now, and I think people are looking at how you uh, solve these sort of issues. Um, but I think there's a recognition that we need to have a system whereby a music a musicians allowed to store the right information about the, in terms of copyright about their uh, productions um, and for that information to be accurate and not, and not being able to be changed. But to your point, yeah. we have to look at those issues about how we then put, uh, make sure that person who's evidencing that copyright on the blockchain is the right person to do so. Yeah, right. and that's fair. I mean, if you take a look at blockchain today, Mo, what, what are some of the applications that you think this will be used for on the music side? Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, I feel that looking at how artists raise funds to for productions and to go on tour, uh, at the moment you have crowdfunding sites which allow uh, artists to do so, but we're looking at innovative ways in which you can record or reward your fans for actually pledging um, uh, money to your uh, crowdfunding campaign. Crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. Crowdsourcing, yeah. So one way you could do that is through what's called tokens. So tokens allows you to reward, uh, give a token to a fan, um, and that that token would have a uh, an initial monetary value. Um, oh, like a cryptocurrency, a, a Bitcoin, uh, some kind of digital currency. So no. along those lines, yes, along those lines. Okay. Um, and then what will that happen is that if, if you're an artist and you're doing really well, the uh, the value of that token, the reward to your fans, will increase in value. So it's sort of like um, an investment. It's sort of, like buying, it's sort of like buying stock. <laughs> exactly. It's sort of like buying stocks or shares in, in an artist. Interesting. And so therefore, it gives an incentive for the fan to promote your music um, because there's a, a benefit for the artists they support, but also there's a benefit for the fans in terms of those values of those tokens will, will increase. So just a, a more innovative ways in which you can re reward your fans for pledging music and supporting you uh, and, and helping you to establish yourself uh, as, as an artist. Because we fans, fans who are loyal we feel that's a very great way to actually get them to support uh, support you. Mo, so it seems like to me for blockchain to to get massive worldwide adoption, mm. you're going to need some of the key big players to come on board. Major record labels, mm -hmm. um, major DSPs, the Spotify's of the world, the Apple Music's of the world. Maybe even the PROs, maybe yeah. even the mm -hmm. publishers. Yeah, BMI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, where yep. does that stand right now? What is their attitude towards blockchain? Yep. Yeah, again, a very good question. It, there, are varying, there are varying, I believe there's varying degrees of support for introducing blockchain across the music industry i think that is going to be a long journey 
Um, if you're talking about record labels uh, and them giving up the information that they need to give up to store that on a blockchain, on a public blockchain, is something that it's going to take a while for them to get their head around. Same for PROs, same for publishers. But um, couldn't they have like a a blockchain that was say RIAA or mm-hmm. um, you know FIFA or something where a governing body of the music industry, you know, their trade organization could possibly, you know, round up yeah. all of that data yeah. and then mm-hmm. it would be entrusted. Correct. Yeah, and that's one that's one way in which you could do that. Um, the likes of Spotify, who I know have bought a, a blockchain um, startup, they're looking at a private blockchain in order to solve some of the issues they're having with paying their uh, artists on a platform the right royalties. Um, but, you know, I think the music industry in the past has been probably burnt by the use of technology and some, uh, <laughs> yeah. some elements in the industry who are reticent <laughs> to actually go down another technology path. Um, so I believe those those conversations at a broader music industry level are going to yeah. take a while to resolve. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking more down at the independent uh, artists and how they can benefit from blockchain, I believe those conversations and those uh, um, benefits are far more advanced than how blockchain is going to be applied at an industry level. Mo, hey, Mo, Mo, can I make you – I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Mo, can I, can I put you on the spot and have you make a prediction? Um, mm. Where do you see, let's say in the next two, three years, what does your gut tell you? Where do you think this is going to be going? How is it going to progress? I, I believe this conversation is happening at the moment. So as I mentioned, Spotify, uh, blockchain, and other PROs who are establishing private blockchains and are testing and learning the, the technology – um, I believe in, say, two, three years' time, we'd have, we'd have progressed those uh, test-to-learn phase, uh, weeded out some of the issues, and it's really about then how the music industry connects with all the various stakeholders uh, at play, how they come together to solve standards which can be applied across the music industry. So I, I guess in two, three years' time, I think standards will be established and there will be discussions about how information can be released from the various parties to establish a blockchain type protocol um but i still believe in terms of overall adoption that's probably may uh, that's probably going to be like a five-year horizon but again that's at the industry level whereas the independent music artists um uh startups are looking to exploit some of the benefits of blockchain for benefits of musicians you know look that that's happening now and, um, you know, we're, we're others like ourselves are uh, in this space and actually um, doing stuff that can actually benefit musicians right, musicians right now. Mo, you know, I want to, first of all, I want to definitely invite you back to come back and do a little more in-depth. Let's get into some of the real use cases and how it would work. Sure. Um, yeah, but I do want to kind of wrap up with one, one question here. Mm-hmm. What are the... What are the resistance points that that blockchain is having? I mean, I'm sure there's people out there going, "This has got downsides." What are what are people bringing up? Going, all right, these are the mm. these are big concerns we got about blockchain that yeah. that we yeah. don't want to get on board yet because what are yeah. what are these points that are being yeah. brought up as resistance? I believe some of those issues relate to how scalable blockchain is. 
So if we talk about mass industry adoption, how scalable is a blockchain solution going to be to make sure that it addresses the whole of the industry uh, 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 and solves some of the industry problems? The issues around how the technology is going to scale up. We talked about standards, how a standard is going to be established. So therefore, you're not having multiple stand, music stands across the board. But how do you address and uh, set up stands which can benefit everyone? Uh, and really, it's around the education the ongoing education of blockchain across the music industry and how it can benefit people. I think we're still grappling with how that uh, is, how the approach of that is done and how we get people on board to actually understand how it can benefit everybody. Is there any sort of a, I don't know, a blockchain trade organization that is trying to mm. gather together companies like you, people that are supportive of it into this mm. group mm. that can champion it? Mm. Uh, yes, there is. I believe there's, they're probably happening in different countries. Um, it's different countries have got their own blockchain association, which are looking to establish. But there's no there's no global um, global organisation that sort of that over uh, as an umbrella across all blockchain type activities. Uh, again, maybe that's something that um, uh, we need to sort of look at. Again, that sets the standards that everyone in a uh, losing blockchain across the music industry can adopt. Um, Mo, like I said, I love this basic conversation. I definitely yeah, want you super to come helpful. back and, and right. so we can okay, get into a little more, especially sure. how, how your comp how what you are specifically doing within your company. But yeah. where where can where can people who are interested in learning more about you and and Zimri, where can they find find you online? Yep, sure. They can certainly visit our website, which is www.zimrr.com. Dot com, Zimri.com. Perfect, perfect. And is Great this conversation, is this so, And is your website something where they can actually sign up to create their own address and submit information? Uh, no, basically that website allows you to get the information about what blockchain is and how it can be applied to independent musicians. Uh, and they can certainly sign up to be on our mailing list, which is currently in development at the moment. Um, to be launching a beta version very soon, but we're certainly keen to reach out to musicians for us to give them feedback as to where we are with the platform so it actually meets their needs. So it, through the website, you're able to, to do that and sign up and get information and to be involved in the testing and the conversation as well. That's really important. Right. Yeah, I think the conversation is really important because, yeah. you know, I think as illustrated in, in, in our talk this morning, um, this is so brand new. There's, you know, yeah. standards aren't even out there. You haven't, you know, yep. it, it, how it's going to work hasn't even been mm. formalized yep. yet. So, yep. um, yeah. yeah. And yet there's a lot of excitement about it. You know, people are talking yeah. about it. So I think this yeah. is super helpful to have you on yeah. to kind of walk through the basics. And I'm really Thank looking forward to our, our next conversation. Yes. Great. Look, thank you. Thank pleasure. you. Thank you so much, Mo. Thank you for joining Thanks, great. Mo. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye. I thought that was a really good basic conversation because, yeah. you know, even for people like you and I who are familiar with what the concept is, it's still kind of foreign. It's still right. kind it's of what, 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 is, yeah, what does this mean? And, and, you know, to a musician, a DIY musician, this is like, I, again, they're like, I'm just dealing with submitting stuff to ASCAP. Now, what does this blockchain mean? What do I got to do here? How is this going to change my life? 
Um, yeah. and, 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 and I think the basic conversation we just had is don't panic yet. Yeah, it, it's, it's brand new. It's brand new. It's not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather used to say that an idiot is someone who doesn't know what you just found out. And the music business is full of that. So don't panic if you don't know the ins and outs of blockchain. It's been around like a week and a half. Let's <laughs> yeah. all just take a deep breath and let's just learn it together. I mean, we know a little bit about the basics of it. We know a little bit about the promise of it. And I think that Mo did a really great job of kind of walking through, you know, some of the you know, the applications of what this could mean, but it's evolving, it's changing, and we're going to have him on again for, you know, part two, and we'll dig a little bit deeper in this. Yeah, I, I, at, at this point, I would encourage you, head over to Zimri Music, sign up for their email list, just stay informed with what's going on in blockchain. If an article comes across your computer or your iPad, check it out. This is something that, like you said, it's been around for a week and a half, figuratively. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's really starting to bubble up. It has great future potential. But as as Mo said, that's right. That could be two years down the road, five years down the road, ten years. You don't know how long it's going to take to create something like this from scratch. But I think everybody should at least pay attention to the conversation and the development of what's going on. Because there, we may have an episode two years down the road that says, all right, you need to go to this website and sign up and grab your address and submit all your information. The time is ready. Yeah. Yeah. To be continued. To be continued for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Sounds good. That was that was fascinating. Just loved it. Yeah. I can't wait for the next one. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, head on over to HypeBot. Yep. HypeBot.com. Check out the latest news over there. We and uh, we'll see everybody next week on the Music Biz Weekly Podcast.